0: listening to
1: Nightlight. Hello and welcome to another special current events edition of Nightlight. On the show today, we're going to be joined once again by author and commentator Stephen Strutt, who's just recovered from a pretty serious attack of COVID-19, and he'll be telling us about what he experienced and also learned, as well as other topics related to the last Days, which is the title of the song we're going to open the show with.
0: The powers of the heavens will be shaken The moon will not give her light One woman will be taken And the other will be left behind These are signs of the time Some say we're living in the last days There'll be earthquakes in diverse places Many claiming to be Christ Distress upon the nations And the stars will fall from the sky are signs of the time Some say we're living in the last day. Last day. We're living in the last day. Last Some say day. we're living in the last day. Oh, well. Then I saw a woman clothed with the sun. Yeah. She fled into. Dragon. The chariots will jostle in the highway The end is near when you see Jerusalem come past with armies At the time appointed it will be These are signs of the time, some say we're living in the last day, last. some say we're living in the last day, last. some say we're living in the last day of freedom. Brothers and sisters, since time began, the world has been a fucking a mess. mess. Brother against brother, sister against sister, one day that will change. The Lord returns and reclaim the earth for its so, own, and there will be peace. Then I heard the sound of the seven trumpet saw the Son of Man, and he was coming in the heaven. Living in the last day, some say we're living in the last day. Some say we're living in the last day of freedom. Brothers and sisters last day living in the last day living in the last day of freedom. Love will return of freedom to the nations that forget
2: love.
1: I hear the F word in there? Well, that's a first, but maybe justified when we look at what's happening in the world around us, pointing to the fact that we are definitely living in the last days. That's Morris Allen Lee.
0: Like a candle in the night,
3: it's nightlight.
1: And of course, with the onset of the COVID scare at the beginning of 2020, it seems that the final events of the end time, which before had still seemed somehow far away, suddenly got fast forwarded into our present lives. Stephen has an excellent website at www.outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk. And if you're online right now, you could actually log into his website and there you'll be able to visually follow along with the various topics that Stephen is going to be sharing about. Once again, that's out of the bottom, pit.co.uk.
0: We have a guest tonight on Nightlight.
1: Hi, Stephen. It's so nice to have you back with us once again on the show. I think you're probably our most frequent visitor besides Melvin with his Bible classes.
4: Yeah, 25. I watched you with him before. You said it was 25. (laughs) With Melvin, yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, and after Melvin, it must be you with your regular commentaries on current events, as, as well as when you introduce your Insights books.
4: Yes, that's right. I've almost finished my seventh. It's probably going to go published
1: within a few weeks. Well, wow, that's great. So we'll get to see you back on the show very soon to introduce your new book, which is called Eden Insights. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Steve, you're sounding really good and well and healthy. And that is in spite of being very sick with COVID, which apparently finally got you and your wife. Yes. (laughs) Are you sure it was actually COVID and you weren't just sick with the seasonal flu or some other illness? Did you take a test?
4: We took tests and unfortunately ended up being showing as positive. Uh, I'll tell you how it came about because it's, it's more complicated than that. From what I understand from, from reading from doctors and experts, you can get COVID as a sort of cumulative effect. In other words, if you are in contact with the wrong people at the wrong time, and this happens to you quite a few times, you're more susceptible to getting the COVID. Now, this is what happened. I put this on my website, and what I know is the following, and I'll add more than what's on my website. Yeah. On my website, I've got a section here called COVID Attack 13-6, and also I've got COVID reactions, people writing in to me about suggestions. But it all started off about five weeks ago. Yeah, please tell us the story.
0: Lighting your path through the end
4: times. You're with Nightlight. My daughter's boyfriend, who's in the military, he was, his stance had been anti-vaccine. But unfortunately, he was told by the military that if he wanted to remain in the military in the UK, that he would have to immediately take the vaccine. That was some five, six weeks ago now. Gosh. He was forced against his own will, suddenly, without warning. And unfortunately, my daughter went to see him the very same day that he'd taken the vaccine. That's the first vaccine, or the first shot. Okay. Strangely enough, as I've reported on my website by many thousands of doctors and nurses have reported, that just because you take the second vaccine, for example, does not stop you from getting COVID. That's right. When the case is sold soldier was the first vaccine, but he got sick within days. So if people take the second vaccine and it doesn't stop them from getting COVID, what is the point of taking the vaccine? Right. Which is, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a vaccine. It isn't a vaccine. You look it up, it's not a vaccine at all. Anyway, this guy, our, our daughter's boyfriend at the time, he took the vaccine and he got very sick within days. And now, at least a month later, the same person I'm thinking about, guy in the military, our daughter's ex-boyfriend, he's still having a lot of problems with his health. Unfortunately, I think the military made a big mistake as when they knew that he had come down with a COVID, having just taken a vaccine days prior to that. Right. They immediately put him in solitary confinement for 10 days in a very small room, with a bed and a toilet. It was psychological torture for him. And it's affected him seriously. Gosh. He wasn't allowed to see anybody, talk to anybody. And for what? What was the purpose there? Just after this happened, nurses came to our house. Because both, well, two of our daughters, two of our three adult daughters who live with us, both work in, in care homes. Uh, they work as cooks or chefs, if you want to say that. Right. So they told their bosses, who then insisted they get tested for COVID, of course. So nurses came down to our house to test the girls, and one tested positive, the other tested negative. And the other daughter lives with us. She got tested, tested negative. And now five weeks later, only one of our daughters actually got sick. And that was for only a short time, less than a week. She covered quickly but my wife and I we got sick and been sick for five weeks although now it's finally going away my wife is still sick but then she has ME and therefore I'd say that the COVID really affected her a lot which I have reported already and with me it affected me quite a bit too which I've already mentioned anyway our daughter got sick within days of the contact with her boyfriend who also got sick at the same time. He doesn't seem to recover very well either. Uh, and just my wife and I, who got really sick. Other daughters didn't. I stayed isolated from my wife for about a week, but then it didn't help because a week later she got it anyway. Well, we tried to isolate, but it didn't work. And in the five-plus weeks that's gone now, um, the other daughters, they never did get sick. Oh, good. My wife and I are in our late 60s. Our daughters are young, in their 20s and early 30s. Mm-hmm. Our daughters who did test positive, like I said, the one daughter did test positive on the works in the care home, she recovered within a week, short week.
1: Praise the Lord. Now,
4: for the mothers out there and the naturalists, all of our daughters were breastfed as babies, which we, my wife and I believe has given them much greater immunity against sickness in general.
1: Interesting.
4: With the whole COVID business or sickness, we're dealing directly with the immune system. How strong is your immune system?
2: Feeling all right while
0: listening to Night Light.
4: Another thing that's strongly helped us while we have been very sick is the fact that we have been in the habit of reading the Bible every day and praying every day. Right. So that when suddenly we get very sick, unwell and, and incapacitated in some way, we could still hold on to God's word and be positive amen in just lying in bed and remembering bible verses in our head and also listening to good bible audios i believe that it has been good for our immune system to have had COVID, as we will now be more resilient against in the future
1: right and how would you say that it is different well why don't you stephen just take us through your blog your notes that you Actually, published on your website uh, through the different stages of the sickness that you had.
0: Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm, you're listening to Night Light.
4: So, this is the symptoms of our sickness on the 13th of June 2021 and until the present, now the 16th of July. Right. I reckon personally, I've actually had a so called COVID 19 virus sickness twice in the last 16 months. I think 16 months ago I had this repetitive cough for about a month that was even more nasty than what I just had, but right this time I had a lot more symptoms, whether that's true or not, that I had it twice, I'm not sure, but I'm sure I had it this time though. I reckon, like I said, I've had it twice in the last 16 months personally. Symptoms. Starts with a sore throat, which gets worse and worse and is very annoying hot and cold flashes, headaches, slight runny nose, slight constant weakness and more than constant weakness. Sometimes you collapse. Gosh. Eventually a really nasty cough that simply won't go away. I never cough, but the one I had a year ago was worse in a way because strangely, the one a year ago was only at nighttime. Whereas this time it's mostly in the daytime. <laughs> you talk about being selective. In my case, I had an infection in the throat. All the time. Which I had to get rid of every morning. Eventually had b- severe breathing problems. And I was afraid to fall asleep. Lest I would suffocate. Now here's the rub ladies and gentlemen. The sad thing is this. I think what happens in many cases. Of people like us in our late 60s. I think if you didn't have somebody to. Encourage you. Comfort you. Pray with you. And give advice of what to do then it would be very easy. Oh, I can't breathe. I, I, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm calling the hospital or the police something next year you're off in an ambulance to the, I'm not saying here in the UK, but I'm thinking more severely in the United States. Right. And so many people have been shoved on a respirator. I won't go into the details what I know about respirators, but a lot of people have been dying on those respirators. That's right. Always same reason, breathing problems. And then the worst case has been people getting pneumonia, which I've had three times, like I said before. So I just have a difference of opinion how to deal with it. I don't believe in running off in ambulances to hospitals and getting on respirators and and dying in the hospital. It's happened to a lot of people. It's true. No, I believe in staying alive by being wiser than that, by praying a lot, asking people to pray for you. Go the natural route and don't fall into fear, even if you do have a breathing problem and feel like you're suffocating. Yes. As one of my daughters brought out, she was telling me, I think that a lot of stuff is psychological. Where you get a problem, like say breathing, what you mustn't do is give into fear. You mustn't give in to fear. Oh, I'm going to die from this. I'm going to suffocate. That's number one. Don't give in to fear. Because it can happen in every area of your life. But of course, for all of us, not being able to breathe, that's that's a big thing. A lot of people have fear for swimming because of that reason. Don't like to go into water. Afraid of drowning or not being able to breathe. But this was, I must say, for about three days for me, it was very, very trying. Very difficult. Yes. And very difficult for my wife in other ways. But with me, it was the breathing, which is very common with people who get very sick with um, COVID. And I must say, there were many nights I couldn't sleep, too much coughing, too much irritation. I I said here at the beginning of this uh, article, even in the daytime, sitting in the chair for a few days, I was afraid of suffocating, as my lungs were not working properly. I had a lack of sense of smell and taste. Forget the coffee, it tasted like tar. Gosh. in the beginning of the sickness it was almost impossible to sleep but as time went by sleeping has no longer been a problem now after we well, said 19 days here of being sick i felt pretty much as normal except for this persistent annoying cough and catarrh. my wife on the other hand became very sick one week later than i did she has the same symptoms plus she feels nauseous conclusions would i conclude these symptoms were nothing more than a cold of flu as some would suggest Whoever says that has never had it. No. Somehow not. It behaves differently than a cold or flu. Since I used to have a lot of colds and flu, I, can, I think I can pretty much show, know the difference. It would seem that whatever it is, it in particular targets the lungs, one's ability to breathe. I mean, that's in our case. All I can give is a witness what happened to us, how it happens to other people. They must testify for themselves. I can only speak for what's happened to ourselves. Incidentally, I had not been sick at all in well over a year as we live as naturally as possible in our diet and generally don't get flus and colds.
0: Feeling tired? Get inspired with Nightlight. nightlight.
4: Part 2. we on the 2nd of July. We've been very fortunate as both my wife and I have been having problems with breathing, but we happen to have a supply of oxygen tanks in our house due to my wife having ME. And I want to thank the donors of those oxygen tanks, because I never paid for them. Others did. And I can't thank you guys enough who bought the oxygen for my wife for her ME condition. Because when we got the COVID, it was essential we had that oxygen. As essential, especially for my wife. Wow. With me, it was more treatment with peppermint and eucalyptus and vitamins and and lots of vitamin D and um, zinc and all the things you guys have suggested. So it's thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for helping us so much. We have not recovered by ourselves. It's been by prayer. There were lots of prayers of a lot of people and a lot of help. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Can't thank you enough. It's been a great experience because we know we're not alone. <laughs> my wife rescued my health. That's right, I told you, she rescued me when telling me about the peppermint essential oils and the eucalyptus. And that indeed has been a lifesaver for me. I said at the time, I can now breathe much better. Thank God for that mercy. No joke.
1: That's wonderful. Praise the Lord.
4: And then the next comment was on the 4th of July. Unfortunately, my wife in particular has been in very bad shape the past three days. And you know, for me, I have to not give in to fear. Because as many of you know, my wife has actually been sick for the last six years with Emmy, She's in a wheelchair and she has other problems. And she was getting a lot of oxygen treatment. Until COVID came along when it closed down the um, oxygen treatment centers And that's why I asked people to help us with oxygen and they did and I'm very thankful for that But the thing is she has difficulty because she doesn't get to do nowhere near as much exercise as other people do Because she can't move around very much So that's not good when you're fighting a sickness as well Gosh uh, That's why I said here I was very, sometimes I'm very, very concerned for her And that's why I ask people to pray for her a lot um, a few times I thought I was going to lose her. Quite honestly, in the last six years, but the Lord and His mercy hasn't let that happen. He's brought her, you know, her back to health so many times now. It's just miraculous. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for prayer and people's concern. I'm very thankful for the promises of God's word. Well, wow, praise the Lord. Well, back to the story here. He says she, she's in particularly bad shape. That was then on the fourth. Now, been exactly 21 days since I got the COVID, but I'm I'm getting better. Current condition, my wife has pains in her head and in her eyeballs. Strange place to get, oh, pains. She's having a problem walking and can do next to nothing. She still feels nauseous. In talking with her when possible over the last couple of days, we both feel that COVID-19 is not a virus, but is some sort of targeted weapon. Right. Oh, well, I want to point out, with her for the first week that she didn't get it, we sh- she stayed downstairs in the living room and I stayed in the bedroom in the hopes she wouldn't get it, but unfortunately she did get it anyway. The Russian government this is interesting here, the Russian government stated recently you can look this up, you can see what you want to think, but this is just I know just one article of many. The Russian government stated recently there is no evidence that this devilish sickness or COVID is a normal virus, but it's in fact a bacteria which is triggered by five G. That is a big statement, ladies and gentlemen, because pneumonia is not caused by a virus. Right. If the worst thing of COVID is pneumonia. Well, I can tell you, pneumonia is caused by a bacteria, not a virus. So that goes along with exactly what the Russian health department has said, that COVID is not a virus, but it's in fact a bacteria which is triggered by 5G. Now, here's where it gets interesting for those who know about 5G and its influence, or most probably don't. The only place around here close to us where they have 5G is in the city north of us, I'm not going to say the name for different reasons. On that day that my daughter went to see a boyfriend who had just taken the injection for COVID, where was he? He was in that city, the one of the few ones around here that has 5G. Wow. I, You can call it coincidence. A lot of people don't believe in that stuff of links to 5G. Believe what you want. But I ask people, please do some targeted research. So you know what you're talking about. That's right. Because in my opinion, nobody has a right to state an opinion. And especially these people who make opinions that are very, how could you say, emotional and sometimes even angry when they don't know what they're talking about because they never did their homework. So unless you do your homework in any given topic, you don't have the right to have an opinion. That's how I see it. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of people like that today, they just say a lot of things, but you know. They've got a loose tongue, but they're not really putting much into their head. And sadly, that is causing a lot of trouble because I would say from what I've seen, the next thing I'm going to tell you is shocking. And that is about division. I mention this because I don't like the division. I'm the sort of person that if somebody argues, I say, no, I don't believe in arguing. Um, um, I, if I'm out witnessing in the days and I meet some guy in the zone and start arguing, I say, no, I don't believe in arguing. I believe in, in finding uh, a common route that we can agree on. But I don't like the tension of argument. Let's, let's agree to disagree. Let's um, argue in a friendly way, but not argue. You see what I mean? Yes. So I've always tried to get people away from arguing, whether it's other people or our kids or teenagers. I just find it very dangerous when people get irate with each other and shout each other. I'm, I'm totally against that sort of thing. I think it's very harmful to your spirit. That's one of my strong convictions. I agree. <laughs>
1: bright in the dark night you're listening to nightlight
4: but anyway i'm going to tell you next something totally different and that is concerning our daughter's boyfriend what happened to him before he got vaccinated he was totally anti-vaccine and then he got put in that detention and i told my daughter well i don't know what the military said to him you know he was due to get promoted, I think, to a sergeant, something like that. But I think the price was, you've got to go and work in another country or I, I don't know what it was. But after he got that vaccine, he totally changed his stance, and strongly so. He suddenly became very pro-vaccine after he got the vaccine. And then he started being intolerant to my daughter's point of view. Like it's happening to a lot of people. We're seeing that families and people are getting divided by this thing. When it should be. Why are you getting divided over something? It's just a matter of opinion. You know, it's silly when, like somebody said, when two people argue, it doesn't prove anything. It just proves two people are present. Yes. You know, it doesn't prove anything at all. I think that what a lot of people need to learn is it's better to keep people as friends than it is to make enemies out of them just so you can get your opinion across. You know, we're all going to have opinions about many things, but we don't have to be so forceful about them. Or angry about them, you know what I mean? That just shows you're out of control, and, and I think that's what we're here to learn. We're here to learn not to get out of control. Well, that's easy said, more difficult done. <laughs> but anyway, we were shocked to find out that her boyfriend, right after this, he dropped her, just like that. When he was he was close to her, he just totally changed. And, and apparently, she, according to our story, he's been very depressed ever since, just very depressed when he was all happy go lucky before, you know, I, I don't know that. That is just one little example. You can take that example any way you want. But what I ask people to do compare things in your own life with others in case you get the COVID or, you know, somebody who gets it or, you know, people have taken both the vaccines and it is a problem for us because I have a lot of children and at least they say, I mean, I'm not pro vaccine. I'm not, I'm anti-vaccine for many reasons. But at least four of our children have, have had the vaccine or even the second vaccine. Now, they don't live with us. They live in other places. But as one daughter who lives with us, who who is ooh, anti-vaccine, she says that since they've done that, they've become more opinionated. And um, it's strange. I, I I, warn people, please don't get sucked in so much by uh, the social media as it stands along with the BBC, they have so many opinions that are wrong. Absolutely. And if you listen to those things over and over again, you get brainwashed by all that stuff. And, and I think a lot of people today are not thinking for themselves. They're not bouncing the ball. They're not asking questions and they're certainly not praying enough and asking God what he thinks. And I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to not automatically listen to what the government says. They always have an angle or what BBC says. And this is even more important today, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to tell you, there is a vicious New World Order who's deliberately trying to take over this world, and one of their weapons is Big Pharma, and one of their big weapons through Big Pharma has been this whole COVID vaccine mess, you know, and it's very blatantly clear to those who have got an open mind and they look and ask the right questions. What you can't do is to go blindly through life and hope everything will go good you can't say to the devil you leave me alone and i'll leave you alone everything be fine doesn't work that way it's it's more simple than that it's like this what i suggest to people and like simon's said it many times and i just love what simon's done with everything he's ever recorded and put god's word out there in so many forms audio and please ladies and gentlemen the safest thing and i'll tell you this is what's helped us while we've been very sick was having memorized promises of god it's like somebody said you need to prepare in advance is the best remedy for sickness be prepared in advance in your prayer life be prepared in advance with knowing god's word memorizing some relevant promises so that when you get sick and you can't do anything you've already got it memorized you've already got something to hold on to but i think the sad thing in this world today god's word is so minimized when it's such powerful stuff, the Word of God is the most powerful thing. Jesus is the Word of God, and a word is power. And if you hold on to the Word of God, you've got the Creator of the universe right there with you. So what are you going to be afraid of? So it doesn't matter, as Simon said, it doesn't matter what the devil brings all this world. We have greater power than that. We have the Word of God, and for those who know it, you can use the keys of the kingdom, as Jesus said. In Matthew 16, 19, I give unto the keys of the kingdom. For those who know what I'm talking about, hold on to the keys of the kingdom, because I can testify. Sometimes using the keys brings tremendous power Amen. in the spirit. It did today. Tremendous power that gets rid of all the doubts, gets rid of all the negativity, and um and, and makes you much stronger in spirit. That's right. So use the keys of the kingdom, use the word of God if you don't know how to use the keys. But there is great power in the word of God. The devil has already lost. No matter what he throws at you through sickness, you know, no matter how serious it is, it doesn't matter. Hold on to God's word, and he'll tide you through. Praise God. And I'm thankful that we went through this we're coming out the other side of it now, but I'm thankful because it's taught me a lot of things. The most important thing to me is to learn not to be so critical, so self-righteous. Don't be judgmental of anybody because therefore the grace of God go I. Amen. Uh, and if you get sick, uh, if you make mistakes... If you sin, it's not the end of the world. Jesus and God love us so much that he's not expecting us to be perfect. And sometimes he puts us down a peg or two to teach us some important lessons. And I think the lesson all of us have to learn, no matter who we are, is humility. Because we have to keep learning. You you're not just humble for life. As somebody says, he that's humble doesn't know he's humble. In other words, you've got, God puts you through things again and again... To keep you humble or make you humble or show you, you don't know much without him. Uh, you said at the beginning of this program, that's how you like to be. You don't like to make a move without God. exactly. But to get there, you've got to be humble. You've got to spend a lot of time with Jesus and show him he's number one to you. And and that is the key. If I could just get that across to others, the people would be a lot happier. They just put Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit first. Spend enough time daily with them. Don't do anything without their their advice and you'll find life goes a lot smoother in many ways. It doesn't mean to say you won't have tempests and storms and tests and sicknesses to face. You will. But it's the way you go through them that's different. You're much more positive. That That is my testimony on this. That it's, it's actually helped us going through this. It's helped us in many ways and for that I'm truly thankful. Nightlight.
2: Keeping you in tune with the times.
4: Steve, I
1: hate to interrupt you because you're on such a roll with this testimony, but I did want to break the show with a song, and this is one of my favourites from Van Morrison's new double album, many of the songs also featuring Eric Clapton. And this one is a good reminder that although the devil and his people are having their turn right now, it'll be our turn after a while.
3: your time now, but it's gonna be my time after a while. While well, it's your time now, but it's gonna be my time after a while. People gonna catch up with your evil eye, rain' in the morning, raining. in the morning. Too. Rain, 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 rain. Lord, it's raining in the morning, raining in the evening too. Rain, 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 rain. rain. Raining in my heart because of the evil things you do. Well, it's sure time now. It's gonna be my, my time, time. after a while. Time now is gonna be my time time after a while. Somebody gonna catch up with your evil eye. Plastic ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just as funny as a lucky dip plastic ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe how you got away with everything. Well, well, it's your, your time now, now, gonna be my time, my time, my time, time after a while. A while, I'm gonna catch up with your evil eye, one of these days you're gonna get caught before too long, one of these days you're gonna get caught before too long. Nine out of a hundred people just can't be wrong. Well, it's sure time now gonna be my time after a while. Woo, yeah. time now gonna be my time after a while. After a while. Ring-a-ding, ding, ding, ring a ding, ring a ding, ring a ding.
1: song really encouraging that is van morrison my turn after a while and van morrison has a double album on youtube which is where i got these songs from with about 20 really radical protest songs all related pretty much to the current events that are happening in the world right now particularly in relation to covid and the lockdowns and all of those things well, we have one more song at the end of the show. That'll be a brand new one from Ray Brannon, which he just sent me yesterday. But right now, let's get back to Stephen's testimony.
4: Nightline. My wife brought out the other day, this on a slightly different topic, but you know the kind of topics I've covered on my website, many of you. And one of them is about um, chemtrails. Now, I think chemtrails has a lot to do with what's going on. Because, look, I'll give you one quote from one of the thousands of videos and articles um, on my website. I I mean, I covered the COVID for the last, ever since it started, 16, 17 months ago now. You go on, there's thousands of videos, thousands of articles. You've got thousands of doctors testifying what really has happened. And, you know, I've never seen so much information. Lots of good stuff, too, you know. Take the time to see it. But one of the things they mention is chemtrails. And... You take it for what you want. You have to do your own investigation to see for yourself. But here in Scotland, where we are, my wife said, why is it we often have clear sky, blue sky, and suddenly we get these very black, dark clouds out of nowhere, and they're not normal clouds, and they cover the whole sky in a couple of hours? I said, that's a good question. I don't know. I have noticed that, and especially in the last few years. I don't know. You look it up, you investigate it, and you get scientists to know about these things, And they tell you, yeah, those those aren't real clouds. They're put there by, uh, you'll see the planes go across and they'll put there what looks like a contrail, but isn't, a chemtrail because it doesn't go away. It covers the whole sky. And within two hours, the whole sky is covered in these chemical clouds. But looking further into it, I was thinking, wait a minute. What is the main thing people have been telling me in order to get rid of COVID? You know what it is? You know what's the most important to get rid of COVID? Sunshine. Vitamin D3. Vitamin D3. Now, if you were some nasty guy who wants to rule the world and uh, has an agenda to get rid of 95% of the world's population, as in eugenics, all you've got to do is cover the sky with nasty, black, dirty clouds, and the people won't get enough... Sunshine, vitamin D. I just saw a report from scientists saying the UK has a terrible record for not getting enough vitamin D. And without the vitamin D, your immune system is not strong. Right. And that's a fact. So I'm convinced that a lot of things are going on to try and ruin people's immune system. Because I think God gave everybody a wonderful immune system that actually keeps all the baddies out. All the bad sicknesses germs everything right but if somebody messes around and and makes the balance not what it should be and you don't have enough vitamin d or or sunshine then you're more subject to these i call it plagues like covid that's right yes i think that there's more factors to it than just what you see with the eye there's a lot going on around a lot of things you need to be aware of now i said about chemtrails is this true I suggest everybody else start to do their own research, if you're not already doing so, about these serious matters, as it could save somebody's life, maybe yours.
2: Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight.
4: It says here, there is an overwhelming amount of evidence from thousands of honest doctors and nurses who have stated the more dangerous than the COVID-19 is to take multiple COVID vaccines which have the spike protein in them which happens itself to be poisonous to the human cells Gosh. now i happen to write read in detail about this and i'll tell you what i just read it's horrifying the spike protein why it's so dangerous is apparently originally the scientists want to use it against The COVID, but they made a mistake because the spike protein itself is poisonous. So I wonder whether it was deliberate or they weren't told some information, they went ahead, or somebody above them said, just do it. Yes. But now what I found out, and seeing what some top doctors in the States are saying, here's a link on my website. It says, Dr. Charles Hoff, mRNA vaccines will kill most people through heart failure. What? And 62% have already microscopic blood clots in their veins. Now here's a guy that has lots of patients and he's talking about his own patients. It's like with my example here, I'm I can only give you evidence what's happened to us personally, then you're going to have to add that piece of the jigsaw puzzle to others, but you do have to do your homework and you do have to do your research so you can say, stay, Abreast of the problem. Because the problem is if you, don't, if you don't show interest in difficult, dangerous situations, you might walk into something worse. Because you're not alert. You're not aware. Yeah? But th- that one I found shocking to see what he's saying. What he explains as a scientist and a doctor. He says what he's found in his investigation personally. If you examine the veins and the arteries on a person. You've got this what the, um what I mentioned before. The spike protein, and there's trillions of them. When they're in your blood, they stick to the wall of your otherwise smooth arteries and veins. And actually, I actually think it starts in the smallest part of the, mm. of the veins, the smallest vein, and it, it, in effect, it puts a spike, many spikes sticking out on your veins. What's the net result of that? It's making blockages in the arteries and veins, and then the body reacts to it by making blood clots to kind of cover up the damage. And that is what causes heart trouble. So that should be listened to by everybody from Dr. Charles Hobb because this is an expert. That's right. You've got a lot of the people you see on my website, they are experts. They're top experts. Some of them even worked for the big farmer before and the big companies, but they saw how evil it was. And they're coming out and they're telling people you're talking, Yeah. You've got very important people, you know, from, Edward Kennedy to Dr. Charles Hoff to many important people are coming out and say, this is not just any old flu. This is not just nothing. We are dealing with somebody is doing this to humanity. Somebody is trying to cause a lot of trouble for humanity. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence about this. I mean, I, I, I couldn't say otherwise than that. You can find this page, at the top of my website it's called what is going on okay what's going on Uh, there you'll find a a beautiful picture there by my daughter who also the picture is a protest against Big Pharma the the picture I put on there you even see syringes there and all kind of stuff um, on the picture on the top of my website what is going on it's an
1: amazing picture
4: so that's www.outthebottomspit.co.uk. I hope you enjoy that picture And all the articles there, like I said, for a year and a half of everything to do with COVID and a lot more than that too. I put all kinds of stuff on my website. My website is very extensive. That's just one of the pages going back a year and a half. But uh, uh, my website is seven years old and it has thousands of links on it, tens of thousands. Uh, It has at least 200 different topic tabs. One of these days I'll sort it out and probably make it into 20 websites. (laughs) But... um, Anyway, to talk to you more about the sickness here, plenty of material on our website about what to do, what the doctors and nurses said, what important people like Edward Kennedy say. I suggest people go on my website and really do some research on it. Just go down the page as far as you want, or you'll be amazed how much stuff is on there.
0: Nightlight's Interview of the Week.
4: Here's why I say part four, day 26. This is recently. The truth is, I don't like what I'm observing with this COVID-19 sickness, or whatever it is. I have been getting better except for the persistent cough. There have been new symptoms for both my wife and I. Sudden sharp pains in the head, and in my case slight headaches, and then sharp pains in the neck or the ears. Today I went cycling for the first time, in more than three weeks, to try to improve my circulation and keep me from the difficulty with feeling hot and cold. My cycling, of course, is much slower than normal. This is what I observed about my health today that shocked me. I was walking up a steep hill with my bike, and I found that after only 30 yards, I was totally out of breath. And when I checked my heartbeat, I was shocked to see it was beating between 120, and 150 beats a minute. I was shocked. This is most definitely not normal for me. My wife has also complained of a regular heartbeat during the past weeks. Sudden tiredness... Weakness is now common and unpredictable for us. Just when I think the nasty cop is all but gone, it returns. It is not as bad as it was a week ago. Thank God. How are we treating ourselves? We learned from Mike Adams. That's a very good website, by the way. Natural website. Fantastic stuff. Go on the mikeadams.com site. Great site. We learned on Mike, from Mike Adams that it's been discovered. The dandelion leaves. This is done by scientists, by the way. Destroy the spike protein i just mentioned before so you want to get rid of the spike protein that can mess up your veins or arteries believe it or not he says you won't believe this but a lot of the stuff and weeds in your garden you throw away actually could save your life and one of them is dandelion leaves so we've been uh, my wife's been um making all kind of things with dandelion leaves ever since and it seems to be working and helping us. Oh, that's great. I also take garlic, water, and ginger, as well as lemon and organic honey. In of COVID, it is infamous for infecting the lungs and even causing pneumonia in the worst cases. Yes, I've mentioned that quite a few times, but it's important because that is the worst outcome. Part 5, written a couple of days ago. This story is getting stranger as time goes by. And in conclusion, for having had COVID for a month or so, as a family ourselves, we would all say that something is... Not quite right. Something is out of place. Um, We don't think it's a normal flu or something like that. It's something different. That's our summary of the topic. Now for the details. Right. It's now one month and a day since I got sick with COVID or whatever it is. Many have stated they don't think COVID-19 exists. I used to say that too. I used to say the same thing. I remember. Well, unfortunately, I was wrong. And I think they're dead wrong on that one. As both my wife and I and daughters have already experienced it. Some a little, some much more every day recently i've been thinking that i'm now almost back to normal then something happens out of the blue well that's dying away now like today i had a little cough this morning but i haven't had nothing since then no weakness tiredness and now it's almost five weeks i'm getting back to normal praise god for that and thank god for everybody's prayers appreciate it right now it's pains in the ears and the irritating cough is still there at times my wife is also finally getting better and the three adult daughters who live with us I've not gone sick in the past three weeks. My wife just told me she does still have a cold, extreme tiredness and cough at times. This is some time ago. Behavioural change, I mentioned that already. I won't get into that. I told you that story about my daughter's boyfriend. You might say, just a coincidence, what happened with him. Oh, there's one other thing I haven't put on this website I want to mention. At the time we got sick, it wasn't just that I took my daughter... To a town where a boyfriend just had the vaccine and got very sick within days. But I found out before that, he'd gone to the exact same place that I went to. Which they had closed down because three of the cooks in the place got COVID days before. And um, also, (laughs) unfortunately, our car broke down. But then one of the workers helped us with her little car and brought us back to the house. Then I find out, lo and behold, look at the coincidence here or call it what you want. She just told me she'd just had the vaccine. And then I found out last week that actually she had COVID six months ago. Well, if you already had COVID, why'd you need the vaccine? Oh yes, I went to see our um, Chinese doctors or natural doctors, and they had been totally anti-vaccine. And they suddenly tell us, when I was in the shop, and if you know anything about Chinese shop, very close proximity whether you're wearing a mask or not. And, oh, we've both taken our second vaccine. But I thought you were against the vaccine. This is what happened to us all at the same time. At least three episodes of meeting people just had the vaccine. And plus, somebody who had the COVID and somebody getting the COVID. So all those things happened to us. And it shocked me because I thought, wait a minute, what's going on? I thought that we were hearing that... There's less and less cases of this COVID and uh, the country's gonna be opened up shortly and end of problem almost, you know? And yet in our area, which has had very little of the COVID, suddenly we hear of more cases around us. It seems a bit out of place, like I said before. So that I can only report from our specific in-country situation. Right. Like I say, if you read what the, those who've done their research will tell you, there are many factors. And what I want to say is that don't forget the other things you don't hear about much. One is 5G, because it's all related. 5G and also the chemtrails, it's all related, the whole thing is all related with this COVID nonsense. It's poisoning, basically. It's absolute trying to poison the people. I ended up on that article, this is what I said at the very end. Please stay away from COVID vaccines. Here's a report from a world expert in pharmaceuticals. Scientific proof that the COVID vaccines are mass mass poisoning. And that's uh, the actual contents inside the Pfizer vials exposed by Forbidden Knowledge TV. Amazing stuff. I read it. Uh, You you see stuff like that and you see what they actually put in those Pfizer vials, not to mention the Moderna. They they found out that 99% of what's in that vaccine, oh, what's it called? Graphene. Graphene oxide. And that stuff is poisonous it's poisons you 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 look what you use graphene for you know it's like for getting rid of poisons and they put that in the vaccine what the hell is going on well I'll tell you it's not godly what's going on that's why I use that language right now it's ungodly and it's straight out of hell absolutely what I say to people please don't be afraid as things are getting worse in the world. We as Christians have expected things to get much worse. Here it comes. Yes. And people have asked me, well, Steve, do you think that this is a forerunner of the Mark of the Beast? I certainly do. I don't think it's the Mark of the Beast, but I think, as Robert said in your show the other day, I think it's, it could be a forerunner of that. And I'll tell you why. I, I was just talking to my wife about it. I said, look, if the people are such a walkover, with something like vaccines. Don't put up a fuss. Don't do their investigation. Don't ask any questions about that. How much more about a decision of you can't buy and sell unless you take this mark or this implant. Oh, then I'll do it. Cause I've got to have my money. You see, right. You see, can you say it's like, it's insidious. It's so insidious. It's sickening. So if people can't even put up a fuss, about whether or not they get a vaccine or because they're so full of fear from the main media when they don't need to be full of fear and the worst thing about these vaccines is these vaccines have never been tested properly and this vaccine is not even a vaccine and, and so many people know it's not a vaccine the, the, a vaccine is supposed to be tested from five years or more that's what the medicals tell us and yet this was not tested more than two months i mean what is going on here you know, say that's right. Anyway, that's enough said. <laughs> Nightlight.
0: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world.
1: You know, Stephen, I'd just like to wrap up the show now with the comforting thought that all of these worrying and confusing events are all being allowed by the Lord as part of his perfect plan for the world. Not a sparrow falls to the ground, neither a hair from anyone's head without the Lord knowing. It's very difficult to understand why the Lord would allow this unbelievably evil plan to sicken and even kill so many people to succeed and not put a stop to it. We just see it continue to unfold and it seems unstoppable. We just have to simply trust that the Lord knows what he's doing. And there's so many verses in the Bible in, say, Psalm 37, 91, all throughout the Bible, which tell us that we don't have to understand, but simply to trust. Of course, we know from the book of Revelation that in the last days, there's going to be huge amounts of people dying. We know from Revelation chapter 6, that when the fourth horseman rides out, one quarter of humanity is going to die and when the tribulation trumpets of Revelation 8 and 9 sound, there's going to be a whole lot more. Well, I've asked Melvin to prepare a class for the next show to help us have greater faith to pray for healing miracles because a lot of people are going to need healing. In fact, this may well be what sparks the final great revival of witnessing and miracles. So now is the time to get spiritually prepared and fully armed to pray for people's healing and more importantly, their salvation. And I believe that the Lord's been auditioning Christians during these difficult times and seeing who he can entrust with greater anointing, seeing who has drawn closer and been strengthened during this time and whose lost faith and fallen away. It's been a time of testing and preparation for Christians, so the Lord knows who's going to stand strong during the even darker times to come. It must be that after all the world has been through since the beginning of last year, the lockdowns, the social distancing, the masks, the sickness, the fear, that people have never been so hungry for truth and love and answers and that the ground is being prepared, like with dry tinder, just waiting for the spark that will set the world aflame with the tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the final great end-time harvest, which will sweep the whole world and go on right up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So let's close the show with that new song from Ray Brannan called Jubilation which will end the show on a positive note as we look up and look forward to the second coming of Jesus.
2: As the man who knows his